0: Hello everyone and welcome to That Time When, the comedy history podcast where we tell you about strange things that happened in history. I am your host for this week, Barnaby King, and joining me as ever is my co-host, Amelia Edwards. Yo. Hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm thinking a lot about... The occult. Why? I have no idea. Is it because we're getting married soon? Yeah, possibly. very pagan thing. Very, very occult situations. Yeah, definitely, you know. The devil's going to try and steal me. Exactly. And that's why you need an army of bridesmaids to all be veiled as well, so the devil doesn't know who to pick. But
1: I don't have any bridesmaids.
0: Well, devil's going to pick you then.
1: Apparently in the 1700s, people used to tear off bits of the bride's clothing for luck. Really? Yes. That
0: just seems rude. Wedding dresses are expensive.
1: Well, that's why you throw the bouquet, apparently, Uh, is to try and distract people.
0: (laughs) I have no idea how true this is, but I found it on a website. (laughs) Bride goes down the aisle by the time she's at the end. She's entirely nude. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very shocking in Regency society, I have to say. Ah, so many people passing out at weddings Mm -hmm. just from the shock. But no, uh, I'm thinking about the occult because I have... A ghost story for us. But this isn't a paranormal podcast, this <laughs> is a history podcast. No, but it isn't a legal history podcast either, and somehow I managed to get that in all the time. Fantastic, alright. And in fact, I do again today. You said this was a ghost story. It is. It is a ghost story and it is a legal history story. Amazing. So this is the story about that time when a ghost took the stand in a murder trial. Are you sure you didn't dream this? I didn't dream this, in fact... Whether or not someone dreamed something is actually a prescient point in this. So this is the story of the Greenbrier Ghost. Okay. Takes place in Greenbrier County in West Virginia in the USA. Of course it's West Virginia. Of course it is, yep. They've got the Mothman, they've got the Greenbrier Ghost. They've got a lot of stuff in West Virginia. Yes, they do. Uh, The Greenbrier Ghost, though, is not like... A cryptid or something like the uh, vampire beast of Bladenborough. <laughs> it is entirely harmless and only appeared on one occasion. Well, technically four, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are numbers anyway? <laughs> Number numbers, of times it turns up, doesn't matter, it's fine.
0: Numbers will do what I tell them to do. <laughs> God. <laughs> so. What
1: have we become?
0: <laughs> We are a legitimate history podcast.
1: We're talking about ghosts.
0: Yes, we are. But it's history, damn it. Mm, okay. It's in the record books. Right. It was important okay. for this one particular case. Okay. So the Greenbriar ghost was... Sorry, I just realised how that... Yeah, the Greenbriar. <laughs> Our first episode was about Richard the Lionheart.
1: It was. And now... We were going to be genuine. There was going to be a point to this. <laughs> and now you've just failed to say the Greenbrier ghost like three times.
0: <laughs> In life, the Greenbrier ghost was a woman called Elva Zona Heaster Shoe. No! <laughs> She went by Zona Heaster Heaster Are you sure? Yes Heaster was actually her maiden name Shoe was her married name um, So she went by Zona and Her name it, was Zona Shoe Well technically it was Elva Zona Hester. Her name was Elva Shoe
1: Yes Right <laughs> Elva Shoe Yes sir. Like she's one of the shoemakers Like the little elf shoemakers from that fairy tale Yeah
0: this isn't real. You've made it up. No, I've not made it up. This is entirely real. Don't, mur- don't worry. There's another ridiculous name in this story, but oh, we'll find God. out about that later on. Okay. So Zona lived in Greenbrier County and at age 23, she met and fell in love with a man called Edward Shue. Okay. He was working at the local village blacksmith and he was actually about to take over to sort of have his own shop. Okay. And they had a sort of whirlwind romance and a few weeks later they ended up marrying. Lovely. Zona's mother, Mary. Was not happy about this.
1: That's because Zona's mother knew that her daughter was an elf and couldn't get close <laughs> to
0: certain metals. Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> she's just marrying a blacksmith. I yeah. think this is problematic. Well, she definitely didn't like Edward particularly. Okay.
1: She is it because he's a hunky blacksmith like um, Orlando Bloom
0: in Pirates of the Caribbean or something? Possibly so. We don't have a sort of accurate. ...record of why she didn't particularly like Edward. Okay. But it it just seems like she had a feeling about him. Okay. You know, like you do. All all right, okay. Maybe because she's part elf, who knows? Yes, it's
1: entirely that. Yeah. She doesn't like him because she can't go into his house. There's
0: a horseshoe over the door. Exactly, yeah. So at the end of 1896, Zona and Edward married. By January 23rd, 1897, three months after they were married... Zona was dead. Oh, my God. Edward was working in his blacksmith shop at the time, and he asked a neighbor boy, an 11-year-old black boy called Andy Jones, Mm -hmm. if he would go and ask Mrs. Shue if she would like anything sent out for at the market. Okay. Andy went round to their house, knocked on the door. No one answered. So he opened the door and went in and found Zona lying dead oh man okay that poor kid i know right he immediately ran home good plan well done and also then went to tell edward because you know someone probably should and apparently this boy is just (laughs) got to deliver some really heartbreaking news
1: why okay in our dungeons and dragons group
0: (laughs) where's this going
1: um We had a network of urchins who would. <laughs> yes. Who would deliver messages and things. Why is Andy
0: that kid? I don't know. He really is, though.
1: Yes. It's like in A Christmas Carol, you just shout out the window and go, You boy! Yeah. What day I, is it? I actually, like, part of me. How hasn't... alive is my wife? <laughs>
0: how alive is she and does she want anything from the
1: shops (laughs) i love that it's like nowadays you send a text in those days you sent an 11 year old
0: (laughs) well this 11 year old got traumatized by this
1: that's why text is better
0: yes absolutely way fewer traumatized 11 year olds absolutely so when edward heard about what had happened he of course ran home and uh, the local doctor and coroner, Dr. George W. Knapp, mm-hmm. was sent for. Uh, Edward basically asked him to be sent for, and also Andy's mother had already sent for him. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, everyone is being pretty sensible right yeah. now. Uh, when Dr. Knapp arrived, he found that Edward was holding his wife's body. You okay, know, yeah. Makes sense. But he'd also started dressing her in her burial clothes.
1: That's a bit premature, isn't it? She's only been dead for like five minutes.
0: I know. So Dr. Knapp did attempt to revive her.
1: Yeah, okay, good. But
0: she was very dead. And and we could tell this because Ed was like,
1: no no, she's dead and he keeps trying to come close to her and like take her pulse. No, she's dead. She's dead. Look, she's already
0: wearing a coffin. (laughs) She's wearing a coffin. (laughs) She's wearing a coffin. (laughs) Oh, it was the fashion at the time. <laughs> no, but genuinely, you were actually quite close to the truth. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Edward refused to allow Dr. Knapp to do a thorough examination of Zona. Okay. So eventually, Dr. Knapp basically had to conclude that that Zona had died of an everlasting faint... What? What? Do we? Okay. Is that common? (laughs) Well, apparently so, because apparently it was the term used at the time to mean a heart attack. Which, I like it more. Like, I like an poetic. everlasting faint. However, I feel like that is just death. Surely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's not specifically. She a died part of death. Of- yes. Yeah, exactly. It would be like saying
1: that. See, what happened though was that she just got too close to the iron in his blacksmithing shop. <laughs> he just didn't want the doctor to find out that she wasn't elf.
0: <laughs> well, so this is the. Most common telling of this story. There is another version.
1: Oh, when isn't there?
0: Yeah. Which says that on her death certificate, the root, the cause of death was childbirth. Oh. And this is because there is some suggestion that Dr. Knapp was several months prior, or I say, the Dr. Knapp was a little while prior, treating Zona for. Female troubles Right okay And of course this turns into She had an illegitimate child And then managed to get I don't know It's a bit weird I I don't know why Because there is absolutely no mention Of a child Right Anywhere else in this story But some people are just like Yep she died uh, She died because of complications of childbirth
1: Okay I I, mean Does does anyone have the death certificate?
0: I don't know I don't, I wish they did, because I would really <laughs> like to know if she died of childbirth or everlasting faint. I mean, and everlasting
1: faint is wonderful. Um, I could see, like, I've mentioned before that in a lot of rural marriages, I think possibly in a majority of rural marriages, women got married because they were pregnant, not mm. for any other reason. So, I mean, maybe she was Pregnant. Possibly But so. I don't think anyone would have been particularly
0: shocked by that, actually. No, but, I mean, even if she was, it wouldn't have been Edward's child. Like, they had only met a few weeks, like...
1: Oh, I see. Oh, okay, that would be awkward.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, we don't know. I, I think it's more likely that we're going to go with the everlasting faint. Okay. So, the body was continued to be prepared for burial, and Edward assisted in the preparation... Uh, He helped place her in the casket Always making sure that he was handling her head He placed a folded sheet on one side of her head And an article of clothing on the other side Which he said would make her rest easier And then he tied a huge scarf around her neck Explaining tearfully that it had been her favourite He wrapped it several times around her head like a veil And then tied it in a very large bow under her chin
1: Okay. This is weird. It is That's weird. That's an odd thing to do.
0: It is weird, isn't it?
1: It's reminding me too much of uh there's a poem by Robert Browning. Yeah. I think it's called Porphyria's Lover. And in the at the end of this poem, this man who's so deeply in love with this woman, who I think is supposed to be already married or something, yeah. wraps her hair around her neck three times and strangles
0: her. Oh dear. It's well, it's all from his perspective. Ah. Uh, I mean, it's a bit late for that in Zona's case. Yeah, I guess. You're strangling her now. There's no point. She's dead. She might just
1: be an eternal faint, though. It could still be a faint. Uh, uh, eternal faint
0: is dead. <laughs> <laughs> she is, yeah, but, you know, like... Like, eternal. We're not talking about, like, a long-lasting coma or something like that. We're talking eternal. So unless you have a way to bring her back, she dead.
1: Well, but she's going to come back, right? She's a ghost. Ooh.
0: Good point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Talk you told to ra- us already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone against my own story. <laughs> well, Zona's body was taken to the home of her mother, Mrs. Mary Jane Heaster. Uh, it was th- like, why is her head swaddled? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Uh, Mary's home was 14 miles away Oh my god Okay uh, On nearby Big Sewell Mountain So the casket was brought there And Edward with it And he basically always remained by the casket Yeah Always by the head Yeah Yeah Uh, Did she have gems in her head or something? Like a medieval (laughs) toad? Like, what's going on? Oh, that would be good. Hmm. That would be good. But that would make her a different sort of cryptid.
1: Yeah, that's true. And And she's not a cryptid. You've already
0: said she's a a regular sort of ghost, which is perfectly normal for history. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Historical fact. Okay. Anyway, the mother saw that, you know, her head had been swaddled. Yep. And was like, this is weird. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad other people thought this was weird. Okay. She also noticed that, Whenever any of these like supporting bits of cloth or pillows or whatever had been moved around Zona's head, then her head lolled, like it was completely unsupported by her neck.
1: Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, yes, that doesn't, doesn't sound ex- like an eternal faint to
0: me or possibly mm-hmm. childbirth. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't that happen? Like, lots of weird things happen to women when they give birth, right? Doesn't your head just start lolling?
1: I mean, a lot of weird things does happen to women in childbirth, apparently, but I don't think anything to do with the
0: spine. (laughs) You lose the spine between the the torso and the head. Oh, God. Your neck is just jelly. Oh, my God. No. That's a horrible image. Yes, it is. Well, when Zona's body was on display, as you would expect, Edward stayed beside her make mm-hmm. sure that no one got too close to the coffin. Basically, he was he was too much in grief to allow people anywhere near his, his wife. Mm-hmm. And then she was buried, and everyone kind of went, well, that's sad, but you know, that's life. People yeah. just sort of die. It's yeah, the late they, 19th century. They we just fade
1: eternally. Yeah,
0: we don't know why people die. They just sort of do. Yep. But after a month, strange things start happening. Mm. Mary Heaster, Zona's mother, starts going around saying that she has been receiving ghostly visitations from her daughter okay the first night because there are four nights of ghostly visitations on the first one What, what like Scrooge or something yeah kind of okay Zona is looking around for something and Mary tries to reach out for her but then Zona is shocked and disappears oh no now Mary then decides you know what that's my daughter I want to chat with her. And she prays really intensely for the next day to have another visitation.
1: She prays to see ghosts?
0: Yes. I don't think Christians approve of that traditionally. Uh, Probably not, but it's West Virginia in the late 19th century. No one's checking up on them. (laughs) I mean, they're quite Puritan in America, aren't they, traditionally? Well, she wants to see her daughter. I mean... You monster, not letting this woman see her daughter.
1: I just, I just used to teach a lot of Jehovah's Witness kids, and they, they weren't
0: allowed to know about ghosts. Well, Mary definitely knows about ghosts. She believes in ghosts. She's seen her daughter's ghosts, and she wants to see it again, dog, dog gamut.
1: <laughs> dog gamut? All right, fine. Yes, okay. Yes. So so she prays
0: to see a ghost. Yes, And the next night, Zona appears again and asks Mary to let her climb into her bed. Odd. These are weird people. These are strange people. (laughs) Fine. So Zona climbs into her bed and starts telling Mary that her death was not natural. Oh. And then she disappears. Okay. So Mary has to pray for another day. Okay. (laughs) And the third time, Zona appears and tells Mary that Edward was not a good husband. Oh. He was abusive and violent.
1: All of this is matching up really well with what Mary already thought, though.
0: And then Zona disappears. Shush. (laughs) Stop pretending that this is just, you know, Mary working stuff out really easily.
1: (laughs) This is just Mary making shit up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On the fourth night, Mm -hmm. Zona appeared before Mary and told Mary that... The night before Zona's body was found, Edward had come home Mm -hmm. and had flown into a rage because he had discovered that of the dinner that Zona had made for him, there was no meat. (gasps) And he was furious at this. He flew into a rage and strangled Zona to death.
1: Oh my gosh. That's why her head was all lolling. Exactly. It matches up completely. It's not just that Mary's worked this out.
0: <laughs> no, supernatural. Okay, right. That's what we're going with. Sure, okay. So, Mary spread these stories around town pretty quick. Yep. And some people believed her, mm-hmm. you know, they were superstition at the time. Yeah. Some people thought that, you know, she was just gone a bit mad from grief, having yep. lost her 23-year-old daughter, which, again, yep. fair enough, yeah. Yep. Some people were a bit interested, including Mary's brother, who I think had also formed some suspicions about the whole situation. (laughs) What, because he couldn't
1: get near his dead sister's head? His dead niece's head. Oh, his dead niece's head. (laughs) Tut-tut.
0: Yeah, basically. Okay. So the two of them went to John Alfred Preston, a local prosecutor... We don't know if he believed the ghost story, but he definitely felt the whole matter was suspicious and really wanted to investigate it. Mm. So he met with Dr. Knapp and Dr. Knapp confirmed that there had been no examination of the body uh dr knapp had only given the cause of death as everlasting faint or possibly childbirth because he basically didn't have the capacity to fully examine her to do a proper cause of death
1: you know what it would actually be bonkers if he had said childbirth yeah right (laughs) because like uh, i don't know why this woman died i know she was pregnant
0: so childbirth well exactly right i mean (laughs) that's why it strikes me as so weird like it it's gotta be everlasting fame. I the childbirth thing must have just come later from somewhere.
1: Maybe they just wanted to make the story more scandalous.
0: Yeah, possibly so. Well, this is
1: why he murdered her. It wasn't about the meat at all.
0: <laughs> I dunno though. Yeah, you know, he really wanted that chicken dinner. <laughs> oh god. He wanted a cheeky Nando. <laughs>
1: That's a, that's a plot line in Shirley Valentine. Is it? Yes. That's the reason why she leaves and goes to Greece or wherever, is because her husband comes home and finds out that she fed steak to her neighbor's dog and has given him egg and chips instead of steak and chips. And it's Thursday, and he always has steak and chips on a Thursday, and he gets really angry, so she leaves.
0: I should probably point out I don't actually know what Shirley Valentine is. Oh, it's a
1: play by Willie Russell.
0: Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Him of the sad Liverpudlians.
1: Yes. Shirley Valentine's a happy Liverpudlian because she goes to Greece. Oh, fair enough. And has an affair with a Greek islander.
0: She has a lovely time. So what you're saying is to be happy, you have to go far away from (laughs) Liverpool. Yes. Sorry, Liverpudlians.
1: I'm sure your city is lovely. It just
0: hosted Eurovision and it did a really good job. Was that Liverpool? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) They made a really big deal of it. I possibly wasn't paying attention. Anyway, this whole thing was considered sufficient cause to exhume Zona's body. Great. This is despite Edward's protests.
1: He doesn't want her to be disturbed.
0: Exactly, you know, he's just grieving for his lost wife.
1: In her favourite scarf. Yeah,
0: wrapped right around her head.
1: (laughs) Just how she used to wear it. (laughs) She was known for her fashion sense.
0: (laughs) She was a trendsetter. Everyone was going to be doing it. (laughs) So, on February 22nd, 1897, Zona was exhumed and her body was examined for three hours. Okay. It was discovered that her neck had been broken. Really? And dislocated at a point between the first and second vertebrae and her windpipe was crushed. She had been strangled very violently. You shocked me. I know, right? And you'll be even more shocked when you discover that the prime suspect was Edward, her husband. Really? Yes, because they realised that his behaviour with her body was very suspicious. It was. (laughs)
1: Jesus. (laughs) I just don't think the ghost was necessary.
0: (laughs) Well, no, you know, you know. I mean, maybe everyone just thought, you know, oh, he's being a bit weird, but, you know, he's grieving. And then the ghost is like, hang on, he murdered me. And they're like, well, now you've put the idea in our heads. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe, actually, that wasn't grief. Maybe that... Maybe, Maybe that was covering up a murder. Yeah, really, really badly covering up a murder. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, Edward was arrested. Yep. And held at Lewisburg Jail, which is a city in Greenbrier County, And he was held there for several months before his trial could be heard. And during this time, his past was investigated. And it was discovered that previously he had been arrested and went to prison for two years for stealing a horse. Okay. That's not quite the same as wife murder, though. It is not. However, he had also been married twice before. Really? His first wife... How old was he? I don't know. Okay. We know very little about him Mm. in detail. Okay. What we do know is that his first wife divorced him after accusing him of great cruelty. Oh, well. And his second wife died less than a year after they were married in an accident. Okay. Edward was fixing the roof. (laughs) Okay. And his wife was down below helping him. Right. And a brick, very unfortunately, fell from the roof and struck his wife in the head. It fell, eh? Yes, it fell. It was a tragic accident. This is very passive tense here.
1: <laughs> this, is, this is very Agatha Christie, really, isn't it?
0: I don't know, it's a bit hot fuzz at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, there's that one where he threw a thing off the roof and hit his wife
0: on the head. Oh, yeah, there was, yeah. Well, either way, mm-hmm. second wife dead. Yep. He moved on to his third wife. Apparently, Edward told people in prison that he had an ambition to have seven wives. No idea and, why. And kill all of them. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to bluebeard this. Or... He doesn't seem
1: to be trying to make money off of it, which is usually the
0: reason to have a lot of wives. Yeah, this is true. He also was pretty confident that at his trial, he would be found not guilty. He said that, you know, there's no evidence against him, which to be fair, most of the evidence is circumstantial. Like, yeah. It's about interpreting behaviour and also the testimony of a ghost.
1: Um. Wait, okay. He was boasting while in jail... For the murder of his wife. That
0: he wanted seven wives. That he wanted wives. seven
1: wives. Yes. He's not a smart man. He is not a smart man. He's
0: really not.
1: I thought you meant when he was in prison the first time, no. which was like, okay,
0: fair enough, you've been got. But no.
1: this is when they're thinking about getting him. Okay.
0: You want to know the worst thing about it as well? Yeah. You know the people he was boasting to? Who? They were journalists. No! What a <laughs> moron! Oh my God. It was also discovered... His name was not Edward. Ooh. His surname was Shoe. Okay. But his original name Are you ready? Yes. Erasmus Stribling Trout Shoe. <laughs> 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 well I can see why he changed this. <laughs> I don't know which is better The Trout Or the Stribling. What What does What is Where's Stribling coming from I don't know Because I kind
1: of get Trout It sounds like it was Again A sort of maiden Mother's maiden name Made into a name Possibly so Right Like maybe Like you can have a last name Of Trout But Stribling,
0: Stribling, Stribling. Where is that I don't know Where
1: Like <laughs> Is this a West Virginia thing Do people in West Virginia Just make up names All the time <laughs>
0: Oh, I hope so. Like
1: everyone in the Mothman case had perfectly normal names.
0: <laughs> oh, but I think it could have been improved with a few stribblings and <laughs> stribbling trouts. I have seen in some versions that trout is done in inverted commas like a nickname, but not in all of them. Okay. I- <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes, you know, you get lots of different accounts and, like, they're they're just slightly different from each other, so it's very hard to tell which one is most likely. I'm going to go with his name being Erasmus Stribbling Trout Shoe. Okay, great. So, Mm -hmm. the date of the trial began, and Mary, Zona's mother, was star witness for the prosecution. Officially, the prosecution... Did not want to talk too much about the ghost Understandable, yes But Mary had told many people her story (laughs) And basically everyone present Knew about Zona's ghost appearing before her Right The prosecution really just kind of Didn't want to talk about that So they just talked about, you know Edward's character And what Mary thought of him And everything like that The defence were very happy To try and use the story of the ghost To discredit Mary They badgered her incessantly Mm Mm-hmm But Mary's story did not waver And she didn't relent at all under cross-examination In fact, she presented as a really good, reliable witness With the ghost? Yeah We actually have some transcript from the court I'm not gonna read I was sort of debating about reading it out But it is very procedural Okay Because the thing is She is a really good witness She is concise Mm -hmm. She's clear Mm -hmm. And she doesn't contradict herself Okay. She's, as far as a witness goes, she's very good.
1: So does that mean that we think that she thinks the ghost is real then? I don't know. Or does it just mean that she got her
0: story really set in place before she went to trial? I have absolutely no idea. I mean, I, like you, I have been laboring under the assumption that she made up the ghost story to basically have a reason to go to someone and say, I think Edward murdered Zona. Yeah. Yeah. But it does seem like she is very emphatic about the ghost. Yeah. But again, that might just be her, you know, playing things up. Or like doubling down on it. Because
1: if you've managed to get this far, you probably wouldn't want to be like, "Ah, I made up the ghost Oh, definitely
0: not. (laughs) Not until Edward's in prison. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I mean, but maybe she dreamed it.
0: No, they actually talk at length About whether or not she dreamed it And mm. she is adamant that she was awake And talks about touching Zona And what she felt like And then there's all this stuff About knowing some stuff That Mary couldn't possibly have known Okay Like stuff about the layout Of Zona and Edward's house
1: Had she not been into their house? Apparently not Okay
0: Yeah, apparently she only visited it After Zona had died Because, to be fair They'd only been there a few months Yeah, oh, that makes sense Yeah So, I don't know. I don't know if she believed it or if she was just, you know, using it as a story. But either way, she appeared as a very credible witness. Mm -hmm. So this whole thing really backfired on the defense. Uh, It was made especially worse later on when Edward took to the stand. And he was a dreadful witness. (laughs) Because he's such a moron yeah he rambled he complained and he appeared paranoid saying that all this trial was part of a conspiracy against him and that so many people were just out for him
1: because he killed people ah you're just part of the conspiracy (laughs) because he told journalists he aimed to have seven (laughs) wives
0: well yeah so he was not a convincing witness um The judge did ask the jury, well, he wanted to ask the jury to disregard the supernatural elements, but he actually couldn't because it made up such a large part of the case for the defence. Oh, damn. So had to allow the jury to consider the ghost as part of the testimony. The jury left and they convened for only an hour before returning a guilty verdict. Wow Yeah Okay Edward Shu was sentenced to life in prison But he nearly didn't make it Because a lynch mob tried to take him from the jail to be hanged Oh my god The mob was dispersed When some of the ringleaders basically kind of went mm, Maybe we shouldn't do this Yeah And started talking to the police And the police turned up and were like "Say, sake guys you- <laughs> This is already weird enough as it is We don't need a lynching on our hands as yeah, well Yeah because that's
1: how you get another ghost
0: Yeah exactly <laughs> So the mob was dispersed and Edward was then sent to West Virginia State Penitentiary He died three years later during an epidemic of measles and pneumonia Oh my god Which is pretty grim The past is
1: awful, really, isn't it? Like, I have very little sympathy for Edward But Mm. just the fact that you could die of measles and pneumonia at your state penitentiary
0: is awful Yeah, plus no one came to collect his body So he ended up being buried in an unmarked grave Zona, meanwhile, uh, her grave has actually since become a historical marker Really? Yeah um, The marker in the cemetery reads Interred in nearby cemetery is Zona Heaster shue Her death in 1897 was presumed natural Until her spirit appeared to her mother To describe how she was killed by her husband Edward Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account Edward, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison only known case in which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer. Wow. Wow. So, maybe, maybe a ghost. Maybe just Mary deciding, you know, this is going to be the best way to convict the man who definitely, definitely 100% (laughs) murdered her daughter. And no one seems to be doing anything about it, even though it's so obvious.
1: I mean, yeah. 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 I mean okay so I have heard stories where ghosts have haunted people and it's gone down in history books yeah. before like there's one case that I read about during my um during my bachelor's degree yeah. which was about there was a medieval ghost um during the reign of Henry of uh, Richard the 2nd yeah and it haunted this woman um and told the woman that it was her child and she said no you're not you're not my child. And then she got her living son, to, who was a priest, to come and pray with this ghost. Right. And they taught it how to do the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> okay. Um, and at that point, it was like chill and fine to hang out with the ghost and yeah. the ghost to live in their home. But then the ghost started turning to poltergeist activity and throwing things around, so they had to exorcise it. Right. And that's just put into this court role <laughs> as like a meanwhile in Yorkshire kind of thing, <laughs> like a little sort of light news bite
0: almost. I like the idea that meanwhile in Yorkshire is kind of the Florida man of the day.
1: I, I think it was. <laughs> it was like, oh, so this is what the king's up to, this is what the court's up to. There was this woman who was being haunted by a
0: ghost. <laughs> yeah, it is very similar vibes. Yeah. <laughs> of like you know a lot of the stuff is just pretty ordinary but also you know there's testimony from a ghost in there but let's ignore that, and yeah. just go the fact that you know edward Shue clearly murdered her and is a really terrible witness
1: i think that mary had a dream about it i think she got it into her subconscious that something was wrong and like pieced it together in
0: her sleep you don't think that she kind of just set out to tell this story
1: i don't know i think like I think that there are definitely times when people have set out to tell a supernatural story for their own ends, Mm. for sure. But at the same time, I don't know, like maybe if you're quite a superstitious person and you believe in ghosts, which this woman clearly did, and you find yourself kind of praying for that same dream to come back, like maybe it would become a recurring dream where you'd just
0: work stuff out. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. However, it is a ghost.
1: Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> yes,
0: supernatural is real and uh and ghosts will come back and <laughs> give testimony. I don't know where I'm going with this.
1: But then why wouldn't all murder victims come back?
0: Well, because not everyone can be a ghost. It's a really difficult position to be in and you know the the interviewing process is really rigorous <laughs> and it screens out a lot of people long before they can become a ghost. Uh, do you know how hard you have to work in the spirit world to come back to the world of the living?
1: So what you've done is create a sort of capitalist nightmare in the afterlife
0: which is the last place I want capitalism to be. Whoa 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 let's not criticise capitalism here. <laughs> whoa what are you some kind of communist? Yes. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway thank you for listening to That Time When. You can follow us on Twitter at That Time When 4 and suggest any episodes to us at ttwpod at gmail.com.
1: Thank you as always to kevin mcleod for our theme song anachronist as well as any other music that
0: barnaby's used in this podcast and thank you for listening now go out invest in eels and change your name to stribbling bye